What's up? What's up? What's up? Live and direct. Living color, if you will. <laughs> Ryan Inman. And down here, we're having some technical difficulties with our guest, Vaughn Leak. Le Do you pronounce that Leakin? Leakin, yeah. You're close. Close enough. We'll go with Vaughn. It's a lot easier. <laughs> Vaughn is the owner of Chippewa Falls, Chippewa Lake Slaughterhouse. I knew I'd fuck that up. I have it written down, and I knew I'd <laughs> fuck that up. The whole time on the show last week, anytime we brought you up, I called it Chippewa Lake. Chippewa. You got it right there. No, I got it right then. See, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking it up after I fix it. But anyway, Chippewa Lake Slaughterhouse and Nightmare Cleveland Haunted House. And um, he's having a little problems with his video, so we got it on the audio through the phone, and hopefully you could hear him good. And um, he, he's uh, his haunt is actually open tonight, so he's going to be on here for about a, about a half hour here or so, and then yep. he's going to get on with what he's doing. He's still on, though, even though his little video still popped up. So anyway, how are you doing tonight, Vaughn? I do good. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it. We know that haunt season is extremely busy for a haunt owner, and you guys got a lot going on, especially with the two haunts in in town. So um, how long how long have you been in this game, and, wh and what, what made you uh, get started in it? That's funny. Um, so I started looking back in 2007, 2008 for properties. Uh, I live in the Medina area, so – Trying to find something locally it was kind of hard to find something. Uh, went down to St. Louis to the big haunt conventions. And it. Just came down to finding the right property. Um, you know, as a kid, my mom used to take me up to uh, I think any any house before they knocked it knocked it over back in the day was a haunted house. So they'd <laughs> open the doors, charge seven bucks, you'd walk through it, and you were lucky to make it through it. You felt like the floors were going to fall out from underneath you. Don't even get any scarier than that. <laughs> like condemned places. I was that I was that little kid that would go through bawling my eyes out, holding on to my mom, and then I get outside, wipe my tears, and and I say, "Let's go again." <laughs> you know, there was just something weird about it. You know, I loved them. That's funny because that's how I was with horror movies when I was a kid. I was deathly afraid yeah. of them, but I always watched them and I couldn't stop watching them. <laughs> There's something about it. Yeah, There's just something about it. So right on. So is this the? So did you work as an actor before you? Uh, own owned a haunt? Yeah, as a kid. You know, uh, I said grew up in Hinkley, but, or excuse me, Medina County, which is actually, I grew up in a small town, Hinkley, on the north end of Medina County. And uh, we had the old Hinkley Haunted Hollow. It was an outdoor haunt. And I, I couldn't wait after doing my chores on the farm to get down there and uh, be like a little roamer. And I gave, they put me in one of those little uh, uh, brown robes. It looked like one of those little, uh, one of those little guys that run around and collect those the robots on uh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I ran around, did that, and I remember hiding in every little nook and cranny I could and scaring people and really loved it. I mean, I remember a couple times a big biker guy picked me up one time and all of his friends, and he's like, yeah, I'm taking this one home, and I'm screaming, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> That's so, I, I'll tell you, it's, I still stuck with it, though. It was a lot of fun. Right on. That's funny. You said Haunted Hollow. That, that I, I worked at the Haunted Hollow on um, Brook Park when I was a teenager. Brook Park, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was about I was about fourteen or fifteen years old, and I worked there for a couple of weeks. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I had a lot of fun doing. It. I wish I could do more of it. And it, it, you know, it's a blast. It was a blast doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, back, I mean, you're talking back then. There was only a few in the. Uh, I could. I mean, every Friday, the mag, Friday magazine for Plain Dealer would come out. And it was like the Sears catalog for Christmas. 
don't do that thing and looking at all the cool visions and all the, the, the art design and everything and what haunt was open and you know you had hudson haunted house and yeah hudson was and, big uh, you know Blood mm-hmm. view and all those i thought that was the coolest thing back then i couldn't wait to look at that magazine on friday right on right on um let's see do, 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 do. so how did you decide on the location for uh the slaughterhouse so uh yeah that just came about by accident it was uh, like i said i started looking on 0708 and then um didn't really i kind of put it aside for a little while um i have landscape excavation company um for my day job so i i was plowing one day real quick and i came home and the truck was still running outside it was a real snowy day i remember in uh, in march and i saw a uh, property on commercial real estate came up and it was just south of medina in chippewa lake i was like man that's right down the street i'm gonna run down there so I literally ran down there in my plow truck pulled in there and holy crap i could have sold tickets the first day i walked in that place it was as scary and creepy as you can imagine um it was meant to be it was an old abandoned slaughterhouse that had been abandoned for 25 years i was told mm-hmm. uh, the owner was trying to sell it they were thinking about knocking it over like completely dozing it over and so oh, wow it's a good thing you got there before they did that no kidding right so <laughs> so yeah just uh worked out the deals with them it was actually a little bit of a headache trying to get it only because of the uh realtors and the uh, attorneys involved but i ended up sitting down with the uh, owner himself after one it was probably like nine months later i said listen this is getting out of hand i really would like to buy this place uh, what's it gonna take we sat down and talked for about an hour in his office and by the end i shook his hand and i wrote him a check for a deposit on the place and bought it in early 2015. right on so the place the place has like a sort of a texas chainsaw feel and um theme to it um is that because you were a big fan of the movie or is that more because of the fact that it was a slaughterhouse you know what it's uh it was a combination it was um i think that what brought it together i again you know as a kid i, I remember you know it was when the first texas chainsaw home massacre movie ever came out i remember watching it from the corner my dad was watching it and i think he rented it on vhs that that weekend with my mom and i was hiding around the corner i was the only one of four kids that was up watching it from mm-hmm. the corner my dad out of nowhere yelled out he's like you're not gonna sleep tonight and i stood up and i was like i'm like you know i'm kidding so i ran in and talked you know you know sat with them and then you know i was always locked on that movie ever since so I, you couldn't ask for a better well you know written or shot from a, you know through a, uh, a video i mean it, it just was perfect the graininess and everything was awesome yeah um, it's definitely one of my favorites i i, I love it um oh, I, yeah. it's so, it's so it's so intense and there's everybody thinks it's like one of the goriest movies ever but if i'm not, not mistaken they use seven cups of blood in the whole movie yeah that's what I heard. There's some amazing, yeah, there's some amazing uh, behind the scenes, uh, you know, info on that that just would blow your mind. That it was mm-hmm. just a creep factor. It was amazing. Um, that makes yeah, camera, yeah. camera cuts make yeah, yeah, the camera cuts in the movie. Yeah. 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 He totally made of, it. Yeah. He used a lot of innovative cuts in photography to make it creepier than it actually was. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I just, um, yeah, after I saw the slaughterhouse, I, you know, again, going through all the local haunts, I just thought, you know, I'm not putting them down. I love them all. They're all staples in the industry. And I, you know, I, I'd still go to them today if I wasn't working every weekend in October. But, you know, I, I just felt like they were getting a little stale. You know, nobody was changing anything. It was the same show year after year after year. And, and not that that was a bad thing. It's just there was too much. I don't know. I just saw like a lot of different variety in there. And I thought, you know what? It'd be really cool to 
I don't know, maybe to bring people into like a whole, you know, world of a family that actually lives there. You know, I thought that'd be kind of neat. So, you know, my head wrapped around it and just, but I also realized you can't put, you know, 29 butchers in a building running around either. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> still have that haunted house feel to it, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, that's where it all came from. I, I you know, I'm really happy with the, the turnout the first year. It was extremely raw. It was, it was nowhere where I wanted it to be, but man, I was down to my last dollar. I'm not going to lie. And um, <laughs> it was going, I was going all in and, and, uh, I had a lot of great reviews for the few people that went through it. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, it was a year after that, that Rick, um, Thomas came to me mm-hmm. because he had been sitting idle from fear experience. And, uh, he found out through a friend of ours, mutual friend that, that I was, you know, I could use some help. And, uh, I had no experience in the haunt industry at all. I mean, I was taking on a big, big property and, and, uh, for someone that's never been in the industry, it was definitely a big, you know, big bite to take big, you know, so Right on. See, uh, one thing, one thing I noticed about both of your places is like you kind of alluded to that you're, you're, you are walking through through like, it's a whole experience. Like where other haunts is like, you have your clown room, then you have your, you know, your doll room. And this, this was like walking through a movie, both of, both of them yeah. were. And, um, yeah. and I, I really, really dug that, man. It was like, you know, like you don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. That's what, when Rick again at first, I remember the first day he came down, and, and <laughs> if you know the building, it was dead center of the building, the big slide, you know, uh, garage door. And I'm sitting there, standing in the door, and he's standing out on the outside. He introduced himself, and I said, told my whole story about the place, my idea, my theme. And I said, you know, if you're interested in, in going further, you know, then come through this door. You know, this <laughs> nice. is what I want to do. You know, if not, if you want to turn it into a fear experience or something else. You know, then I'm not the guy for you. Right. And then he walked through there and he was like, dude, I love your ideas. He's just, but the problem is I grew up in a, in a family industry where we remodeled commercial property and, 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 and such where he's like, I can tell you have OCD problems. Everything was like, you know, the bedroom scene was, the beds were like almost neatly against the wall and everything. They were messed up and bloody, but they were mm-hmm. neat. And he's like, well, it doesn't look like a mute, you know, inbred family lives here. <laughs> so he was pointing out all these little details. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So he he helped me drastically on, you know, just distressing it and, mm-hmm. and taking it to that next level. So yeah, he's an extremely creative guy. We had him on to talk about Nightmare Cleveland. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that went really well, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, the, the the pig, the pig that that's in the in the haunt, does he have a name? <laughs> just piggy just piggy I, that dude is the shit I, I i was wondering if you ever considered doing photo ops with him because i'd pay to take a picture with that guy it was just oh, so cool that was uh that was originally rick's character uh from day one okay and um so there's you know a long story with that but to summarize it up i actually have two outfits i have the clean version and i have the you know the version that rick uh distressed and bloodied up and mm-hmm. the one that he uses and then one of his friends, TJ, um, uh, took over that uh, position, and he does a great job. He's been doing it for a couple of years now. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, he actually started going out by the merch booth at the end of the uh, haunt towards the parking lot, and um, he's been out there doing some pictures, and people love him. Love oh, him. oh yeah, I, mi- I missed out on that then. But yeah, I uh, 
I, I bought I bought a T-shirt with the with the the pig logo on the back, but I would have rather had yeah. one with the with the character from the haunt in on it. Yeah, because he was just super cool, man. Yeah, we uh, you know we we tried you know right now obviously the family's to me is the most important to tell the story mm -hmm. and to keep that alive. Uh, we do have plans for every year doing like a one-off for that year only, or maybe two shirts only, where it's. Um, you know, possibly another character or two characters for that year only. So, you know, a lot of people come there every year. They love it. We have a cult following now. Mm -hmm. uh, we still get, obviously, a ton of people that have never been there before. But, um, you know, we've got our cult following. And, they, they, you know, hey, I got that shirt. I got that one. What's new? What's new? So, <laughs> you know, we're not buying hundreds of thousands of T-shirts and selling them. Right, it's right. Big, it's not a big business for us. But it's kind of cool to get it out there. And people are starting to recognize it. You know, they're. To go to a bar or a restaurant or just out and about walk around like oh i've been there i've seen that i've been there it's pretty cool i'm like hey thanks so, yeah one 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 thing that i would have liked um as far as the merch goes is pretty much the same shirt i do have but on a work shirt style shirt i think that'd be pretty yeah. cool yeah that's funny he yeah. said that because i can kind of relate to that myself back i used to be in the music business like 20 years ago and uh, the first the first time I saw somebody I didn't know out in the wild wearing one of my band's T-shirts, I felt so awesome. Yeah, that is cool. What's that? That's a great feeling. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And like I walked up to him and said, "Nice shirt," and he didn't even know who I was. That made it even greater. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right on. So, um, how how the hell did you get that wrecked plane in the in the backyard there? How did you get the what? The wrecked plane. Oh, the plane. Oh, shit. Here we go. So, leave it to Rick. You know, Rick and I have, uh, we're, we're, how do we say, he's my haunt wife. <laughs> nice. And uh, <laughs> he spends all my money. So, <laughs> let's just start with that. He, he knows that that way because I call him that. But, hey, hey we, you know, like any relationship, we have, you know, we, we have our disagreements, but we get along awesome. We right. we've become like brothers, and you have to. Um, you know, certainly two personalities. Um, he's extremely talented. I've got some great ideas. I'm not, you know, I'm not in a band. I'm not. I've been in the hunt industry for twenty some years, like him. But you know, I, I do have some good ideas, and that's you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to get him out there. You know, I'm mm -hmm. trying to trying to make a name for myself. But he called. He texted me. It was right after. And last day, 2019, season 18, I can't remember now. I think it was after 2019. Sends me an uh, image of an airplane that's for sale in Lorain County. Mm -hmm. So I call him right away. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do with this? Like, what is this? He's like, I always want to do an airplane rec scene. I'm like, how am I going to incorporate that at the slaughterhouse? I'm like, <laughs> no, you know. So he's laughing about it. And he's like, whatever. I'm not exaggerating. And this is how all of our conversations go. 10, 15 minutes, I call him back. I go, listen. Let's go look at it. I have an idea. <laughs> so he was like, yes, awesome. So I went out there. We get out there on the way. We're talking. I said, listen, well, you know, I, the, the whole idea of the inbred family, you know, had had to start somewhere, you know, and I, I thought, well, it'd be a great way to the family maybe got a hold of some type of hazmat material, injected it into the meat, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that that's the storyline we'll kind of go with and we'll do this crash scene. You could have asked for a better situation because that plane is the one out of the Netflix series Wild Wild Country where that love guru back in 81 to 86 was trying to take over uh, Oregon. There was a town in Oregon. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I heard something yeah. about it being – something about a documentary Bagwan. in that plane, but yeah. Yeah, the guy's name was Bagwan Rajneesh or something. Okay. And um, he was, you know, this guy that would just stand there with his hands together and everybody fell in love with him. But uh, that plane is in that video. That's his plane, and that's the story. And they actually tried to poison the town – when they weren't getting their way back in the early 80s. Oh, I know that story. They poisoned a bunch of salad bars and stuff. Together with the story, right? Yeah. What, what was that, Ryan? They poisoned like a bunch of salad bars and stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. I, I got to check that out. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, they have, uh, there's an episode of uh, Forensic Files about it. Mm, crazy. But yeah, that was wild, man. Like. So we get through the haunted house, and then you got that whole scene afterwards with the, you know, the graveyard, and then the plane, and then all that, and it was like a whole, it was almost like a whole other attraction. We, it was really cool, and I took my, I took my wife the night we that we went, and uh, she she got so scared she peed herself a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, we had a great, awesome time. Um, you had a fake snake by right when you were going to walk in the line, and that was getting everybody. I don't know. There's like a little rubber snake on the floor. It was, and wasn't it funny? That silly, stupid little thing has been there for a couple years, and I keep moving it around, <laughs> and it's still there. I think its head's finally falling off right now. I was like, I was like, I don't know if that's real or 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 or, or dead, or you know, it's either fake or dead. But it's you know, it's, and then she was like, "Well, pick it up and find out." And I said, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> Dude, all the money I have wrapped up in both these haunts, and all I do is buy fucking snake, you know, rubber snakes to put them out. But we oh. would have thought, 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 right on. Yeah, um, right. What else? What else? What else? So, um, how much do your haunts do? The haunts change from year to year. So, I I, I know at Nightmare Cleveland it, last year was its first year, and it was only like a half of what it is now. But I'm um, like, so as far as like the the slaughterhouse, how how much has it changed from last year from the year before? The first, yeah, the first three years obviously are huge changes because it was still in the building phase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the only that's the downside to the industry, and I would almost say anything in general. The world we live in now is the world of gluttony. You know, people want more and more and more and more and more, and it's just like, you know, you, it, yeah, we put a lot of people through there. I don't, I, I only put so many people through the slaughterhouse. I don't allow it to just be unlimited sales. It's right. And that, well, that's what Ryan ran into with the sellout last week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is you're only in six weekends, you're trying to make your money for 12 months of expenses on that place. So the point is, is we don't, we don't make that much money in that industry. It's, it's really kind of tough. Um, Cleveland was built to put more volume through for that reason, to try and make a few bucks. Right. Uh, but the point, to get back to your, you know, the uh, the growth, the first three years, I didn't make a dollar. I actually was in the red for, you know, I was for a while uh, constantly putting money back into the place. And then I talked to Rick. I was like, hey, man, I appreciate all the help you've given to me. Um, you know, I, I got it. We got to do another haunt. I need to do one more to try and start making some money. You know, you've been part of this since day one. You busted your ass. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have any ideas on what you want to maybe build up there? I'll kind of give you the reins on this one. And uh, he's like, "Oh, I'd love to do a laboratory theme, blah blah blah." And you know, so I was like, "All right." And we sat and talked about it, and I kind of let him come up with all the ideas and and uh, let him go with it. And he did a wonderful job up there. But uh, um, 
I said, you know, we ain't gonna be able to do anything with Slaughterhouse for a few years. It's gonna have to sit there. So it's hard to grow those things and change them drastically every year. Things aren't cheap. To you know, props are not cheap. Oh, no but, doubt. You know, and, I built Nightmare Cleveland during COVID. If anybody remembers, prices were three times. I mean, I paid three times the amount for wood. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. it, it's just everything in general. It was, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, it, it was very expensive. It was a tough time to do it, but I had to do it, push through it. So, um, but yeah, I, we're thinking every couple of years, detail changes, possibly a new room or two or change a room or two or, um, you know, add some cool things. Again, I think it's about the details moving forward. You know, simple things like lights flashing, horns beeping, um, you know, steam blowing out of certain areas, the bus scene having more, you know, interaction back there with that bus. Mm -hmm. If you've been there with the kids, um, you know, stuff like that, I think more people enjoy the entertainment value versus, you know, just keep adding rooms and rooms. Oh, and no, rooms. no, no doubt. Like, it's like you, you, somebody might get upset if it changes too much, you know, because it's like, too much. it's kind of like seeing, like, like I'm really into horror movies and I like to watch the same ones over and over again. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, guilty. Here's the thing, too. I remember uh, the very first year I opened, a fellow from the Acker Beacon Journal came out and uh, did a Greg, he's Craig or Greg, but he did an interview with me and I came out of the, he's like, I'll meet you down there when I'll call you when I pull in. He pulls in. I hurry up and put on the Grandpa Carver outfit, walked outside and did the, did the interview as Grandpa Carver. He oh, nice. Really, yeah, he laughed. He thought that was really clever. And I was like, I go, the whole point of this is to try and make it as real as possible and keep it that way. I don't do a lot of goofy videos. I don't do any, you know, like that, you know, just I kind of stay away from that. Try to try to keep it as realistic as possible. But, um, you know, the, the family's constantly going to evolve. There's going to be possibly a few characters dying off. Mm -hmm. We may include that into the season when you're actually going through and you witness it. I don't know. You know, there's things we've been talking about, but you know, there's going to be you know new characters born. You know, it's, you know, these families, you know, they're a bunch of, in, you know, they're inbreeding in there, man. They're a bunch of old horny old people. So, <laughs> well, you know, so that's the good thing about it. It can constantly evolve in, the, in that way, you know, in that sense. Hell yeah. See what one, th one thing I really liked about, about that, that haunt is all of the, the misdirection scares that there were, I mm -hmm. mean, like, man, they, they really, they really got you where they would, you know, Hey, look over here, but don't pay attention to what's going on over there. And then like, bam, you were just all messed up. <laughs> yeah. That was well executed. Yeah, no idea. I, like, I put up probably another five or seven mannequins. I'm trying to always keep adding them every year. And I truly believe, cause when I went through the haunts, I thought the same thing. I'm like, what can you do to draw that attention? And I mean, and, 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 and and then get that scare right from the side, you know, get some type of reaction that, you know, that with a counter reaction. So yeah, that crossed my mind often. I, I remember when, you know, I act, I act pretty much every night. I have since day one, um, only to the last couple of nights have I kind of taken it easy, but I've got a guy that replaced me. But, um, I remember a couple of nights, uh, vividly when I was working, there was just some big biker guys walking through and I, mm -hmm. I came out of nowhere as grandpa carver scared them and they the guys were like they got startled they weren't scared they're not afraid i get it but they got startled and they were like you fucker you got me i'm like yep that's and then they laughed and they had a good time so i always say if i can't scare you 
I want to at least startle you or have you laugh. I mean, you got to have fun going to these things. It's purely entertainment. And I want to start off by saying with you, because I've heard you more, you keep saying how fun, how fun this was great. I really appreciate you just, you know, talking about this as entertainment. It's only entertainment. You know, it's just go out and have a good time. You know, uh, a lot of these people that write reviews are taking this way too serious. It's like, come on, people. It's just for entertainment. Right. And here's the thing. Like I said, Texas Chainsaw is one of my favorite franchises. So to me, getting there, it was like literally walking through the movie. And it was just amazing. And um, the music you use in the thing is, is I, like I, I told somebody, I don't know if maybe it was in the message I first sent you. I'd love to buy a buy a CD of the soundtrack that you guys have. The, the music is so perfect. You mentioned that to me too, right? And um, as I'm walking in, because after the after you go through the line, you have to go through like a little walk up to the to the actual haunt. Yeah, it's not like you know out of line and then you're through a door. So you get this whole like where you just get sucked into this experience walking up to the place. And as I'm walking up, they're playing my favorite song of all time, which is Sleepwalk. It's my absolute favorite song of all time. I, I love I love it like so much. And then it just like That's takes cool. you into this whole vibe, man. And just like you're you're, you're like no longer you're, are you at a haunted house, you know, like you were yeah. fucking there in Texas and you're going through, you know, like it starts with that, you know, the, the whole like diner scene thing. And then, you know, it's yep. just insane. Yeah, I appreciate you pointing all those details out. Yeah, that's what it's all about. We have a lot of people that make that comments. If you, you know, you try to get people to move through there as quickly as possible, so you're not causing the conga lines. And but you get a lot of people that are in there that really want to see the detail. And there is an extremely amount of detail, especially up in Nightmare Cleveland. The boys, you know, the crew that's up there right now, the artists that are up there, just completely knocked it out of the park up there. It's a, the detail's incredible. It was actually probably a, a lot of our tears along the way that you know, everybody's kind of up each other's asses about the detail but you know we got it done we got it done up there so yeah it's beautiful uh, i got a comment here from um my flipping life whoever that is on youtube i think he says that building doesn't get any less creepy no matter how much you're there grandpa carver <laughs> i gotta say too i have an appointment i gotta get to but i do want to add this before i go okay um the actors at nightmare cleveland were fantastic Oh yeah, yeah. I think that might be yeah. performance-wise the best group of actors I've ever seen in a haunt. I'll pass that on. Trust me, that's huge. Um, yeah, I got a great group down at Chippewa Lake Slaughterhouse. There's a lot of veterans been with me every year. I only had a, a few, maybe new, maybe five or seven new faces every year that we need to. We really stack this year. Finally, it's hard to keep people. Man, life happens. It's it's hard to commit yeah. every Friday and Saturday. Well, you know, well, that brings me to my next question. Um, how many actors do you have at both places? Ryan's got to get out of here. He's got an appointment. That's oh, yeah. before I go, yeah, go ahead. Saints on the money line. Michael Thomas gets a touchdown. Right on, dude. <laughs> we got a thing going where he he's predicted every week on Thursday night football, and he's been right every week. So we had to get That's that hilarious. in there. Good luck. So it's on, it's on wax, but yeah. So, um, do you have any plans for doing an off season? haunt in either one of them so what we're trying to do right now um is we're actually going to get a laser tag um events going up in cleveland dude i I swear to god i was going to suggest that to you i was going to say i don't know how you would be able to make it work but that would be the coolest thing if i'm walking through there with a laser gun (laughs) yeah it's um (laughs) 
you know, if you obviously talk to Rick, he's a huge gamer, so um, I am not. But right on. and uh, Gavin and uh, Rick are huge gamers, but so a lot of his design up there came was influenced by a lot of the games and such. But the conversation I had with him a long time ago was to do some type of game down at you know laser tag down at Chippewa Slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. and then. And then I know that his friend Nick down at Fear Experience or Fear uh, Columbus does it, and uh, I actually went down and played it. It was a blast. I, I was like a kid doing it. Hell um, yeah! We just we just could never make it work at Chippewa, and then when Nightmare came in, you know, when we actually did the layout, the drawing of that, I said, you know, this one hundred percent has to be laid out for future, um, you know. Uh, laser tag and, and that's how it was designed so we are getting ready to implement that um that will happen this upcoming season you know during the year mm-hmm. but um we're gonna take a break this year i think on the christmas show that's what somebody just commented my flipping life that guy again says cough cough carver christmas if we only had heat <laughs> <laughs> right yeah right but uh that may happen someday too you know it's 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 amazing the things you want to do in one year and get done, but it just doesn't truly happen. Um, it takes time, but, and, but that's what keeps it fresh too, you know? So constantly adding something new or changing up to the events, you know, makes it new and for new you know people that have been coming for years. Right on, right on. But um, yeah, so I went once this year. I'm definitely going back. I'm going to try to get down there this year. See, I have a friend that um, he has a podcast called Halloween Haunts 365 He's out of um, cool. the South Jersey. He's out of Jersey, and he goes all over the country going to haunts. And I've been reviewing Cleveland haunts for him, so that's why I've been um, going. So I'm, I'm going to try like hell to get back there this year with Ryan so he could see it. And I want to take my kids, but I'm definitely going to try to get back there. It's an amazing experience. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like I said, I got some great actors down at uh, Chippewa, but you know we got a lot of new people up in Cleveland. I will certainly pass on what you said about or what Ryan said about the actors up there. That's that's uh, really big for them because they're, you know, that's it's tough getting uh, that many people to, you know, to mesh in the first year or two. Right. You know, it took us at least a couple, three, four years to get our people down at Chippewa, and then, and like I said, down there, they're just, you know, they're they're just exceptional. All the actors are right on. All right, Vaughn man, so I I got you here for like thirty two minutes, and I told you I'd keep you here for thirty, so I'm gonna get you out of here so you can get to whatever you're doing. Um, I'm sure you got something going on. You said Nightmare Cleveland's open tonight, and they're open Thursday through Sunday now, right? Yeah, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, this week, next weekend. Uh, shit, let me get my dates together. And then we're open the third and fourth for the Blackout events, mm-hmm. which are both at Slaughterhouse, Chippewa Slaughterhouse, and Nightmare Cleveland. Those are those are a lot of fun, especially down at Chippewa Slaughterhouse because. I mean, obviously, anybody that's been through the building, the building is what sells that place. Oh, so, dude, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's huge creepy. too. It's <laughs> and um, the, the the slaughterhouse is only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Only Fridays and Saturdays. Um, oh, okay. Only Fridays and Saturdays. Very limited, and we're sold out again this weekend. We have been, actually been sold out every night for the past three years, almost four. Fuck so, yeah, man! It's a very very limited entry. Very limited. All right, man. So um, I got a video I'm going to play, but I'm going to let you get out of here. In the meantime, I'm going to play this yes, video sir. about the thing. But, hey, thanks for coming on, and I'm going to I'm gonna holler at you later, okay? I appreciate it. All right, thanks for dealing with the technical difficulties and everything. All right, brother. Have a great night. Not your fault. We're good. Bye-bye. All right. So we're going to play this little video of the slaughterhouse real quick, and then, if that works right, we're going to bring on South Jersey Jason. And talk a little 
never hike alone. But uh, if you guys haven't been to this one, get there, man. I mean, it's, it's look at this shit, dude. It's fucking amazing. It's a Hollywood quality production. There are no expense. Like, like, you can imagine how much uh, time and effort went into this and money. I wanted to tell them to get a, a barbecue stand outside of that place and be like the perfect thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so guys, definitely check that out. But right now, we're going to bring on Pinch Hitting for Ryan tonight because Ryan had a doctor's appointment at 8 o'clock. I don't know how things work, but that's what he has going on. And um, so he's got to – yeah, he's got to do that. So we're going to bring on the South Jersey Jason, South Jersey Slasher. What's up, Ryan? What's going on? How are you? Man, living the dream, living the dream. Um I had uh, Vaughn from Chippewa Lake Slaughterhouse on, and he couldn't figure out how to log in. And okay. we were right up against it. It's like, oh, man, we're going live at 7, and you're going to go for a half hour. And, uh, so I just put it on speaker on my phone and held it up there. Was it, Were you able to hear any of that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I got like the last two minutes. And so I did it sound that. okay? Oh, yeah. It sounded great. And the video great, was great. really good, too. Yeah, it was just like at the last minute, that was my last-ditch effort to figure this out. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to throw you on fucking – speaker and he couldn't figure out the camera thing he, he guy says he's like i can build you a whole hot but i can't figure out this fucking phone <laughs> it's like, right on brother don't Usually worry about it. it is you know before we get into it real quick yeah. i have a little bit of mail call today okay uh, hold on, on. Right let on. me let me uh how do i do this hold on i can take myself off of blur my background hold on <laughs> I won't let me unblur my background. My but... buddy says, bring on South Jersey Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so not that you can really see it because I don't know how to unblur my background. I, I can see it. I can see it. I know I that's the Pamela's the Tale. The elusive Pamela's Tale Part 2, which I've been looking for for years just by itself. Normally, you can only get it in a set, and I'm not spending right. 70 to $100 for two comic books and one of which i have and then just to get part two there's only a couple out there and the prices people are asking for is ridiculous i got this for twenty dollars so, oh yeah that's a good yeah. deal yeah. i i seen one a while ago for 20 but i don't have part one and i was like i knew i should have bought it i yeah. knew i should have bought there, it because eventually then, i'll get i was like i'll get part one later is what i should have i actually have a good amount of jason comics i have almost one run so my goal is to get them all like i have i have the entire run of jason versus freddy or freddy versus jason versus ash yeah, yeah i want to get volume the, two i have none volume and I can't one find them anywhere but online for outrageous yeah, money volume one's the expensive one so um but yeah so um i wanted to talk about that and then uh, on Netflix, uh, The Devil on Trial. It's the story of The Devil Made Me Do It. Right, Jared, that's what I Jared, thought. Jared and I, uh, you know, we had our Warren series on there. Well, on the was... Horror Shed podcast, like, subscribe, yes. check that Thank out. You. What an incredible documentary. And let me tell you, it was non-biased. And they they interviewed the young, young uh, brother who was possessed in the beginning, his brothers, and then um arnie whatever his last name is the one that actually yeah. committed the murder mm -hmm. and 
they didn't hold back their feelings with the Warrens. They they were like they made money off of us. Right. And so for the book deal, the Warrens got like ninety thousand dollars. Crazy. The, the family four thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. It was a really good documentary. So check it out on Netflix, The Devil on Trial. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, I just I just found out about it right before we went on. And um I I was planning on watching it. And then while while I was getting ready for the thing, I also found out about there's a documentary about that torture haunted house guy. Yeah, on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, and I watched I I I watched a little bit of that. Like how 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 was it? And the, the doc is good, but that dude's a piece now, of shit. Is, is the doc like opposing him or appraising him? It's more mostly opposing him. I didn't okay, finish good. it. Yeah, there Jared was a lot of people that Jared went through it. it. <laughs> yeah, I talked to Jared. I, I said, "Hey, man, you should probably cover this on the on haunts." And he said, "He giving that guy one second of his time." And I was like, "Right on, yeah. dude. I get it." Yeah, shout out to my bunny. She's a very special friend down in South Jersey. So, uh, yep, I told her I was coming on, so she wanted to watch. Yeah, I, I told you, that's that's the way it usually goes when you get on this thing, man. I, I get the best numbers when, when you are on here. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hope right. the trend so, continues. But um, so uh, yeah, we just I just figured we'd have you on because me and Ryan planned on doing a little review of uh, Never Hike Alone. Mm-hmm. By our our friend Vincent DeSanti, the director, and uh, he came on the show talking. Yeah, I watched the episode. I I didn't. I was actually the night you did it. I was out, or no, where was I? I was doing something, and I couldn't watch it. I think the day you went to see Exorcist. That's right. Yeah, and I had like two seconds just to chime in real quick before the movie. Right, but uh, it was. uh, What did you think of Exorcist? If it didn't have the if it didn't have the title of the Exorcist, it'd just be another paranormal movie. Um, Would that have made it better? No, oh, no. Man. To me, okay. So it's Blumhouse, so I wasn't getting my hopes up to begin with, right? <laughs> and I already called it out. I don't know if we want me to be spoiler or spoiler yeah, we don't free. care. Okay, no, no anybody already... watch it. The, the two things I, I wanted to ask you about that because on your pod you said there was two things that you called. Right. One of them was obviously Linda Blair. You knew that was going to yeah, happen. I know that's going to happen. What was the second thing? Something was going to happen to her mom to bring her back. So, okay. I thought she was going to die, but obviously she got the next worst thing, getting her eyes gouged out. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But um, I okay, it was a very slow burn for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but once the girls were possessed, the girls did a great job. The makeup was really good on them. Of course, and the oh, well, the makeup was um, wasn't it? Uh, it was uh, fuck Sean's co-host from Halloween. Oh really? Okay, I know you're talking about. It. I just don't know his name, but okay. Yeah, I can't um, think of his name either. But um, yeah, yeah, it was it was him? Because I remember them talking about it on their podcast, the thing with two heads that he was working on that movie. Uh, sorry, uh, my bunny sent me a private text message. Oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, see, I, I liked the movie. I thought. Uh, oh, the movie was good. I thought. Uh, having um, Ellen Bernstein just shoehorned in there was just didn't really do anything for the movie. I mean, aside from fan service, you know, like, oh, that's the girl from the thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see where they're going with this in the next two movies. You know, mm-hmm. is it going to be like the demon dies tonight? The demon dies tonight. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you know, they went like this. Yeah. But, you know, the um, the best kill scene, though. Was when the the neck contortion with the priest. yes that was great I did like that yeah yeah because you I mean you thought that when he went out to the priest the, the fights in there like you thought for sure 
that that priest was coming in there to save the day. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. No. But yeah, if it didn't have the title Exorcist, it'd just be another possession movie, and mm. it would be Metacore at that. You yeah, know? I think um I, I think in my opinion, in the next movie, if they can sign Linda Blair to do the other movies. Oh, you know she's gonna be back. She's I, I be think back. she's gonna be she she's going to what did I say? She's gonna be possessed in this movie and then or no, she's gonna help the to fight the demon and then in the next movie be possessed. I don't remember what I maybe said. Maybe, I maybe in the third one she'll go out like uh Father Karras. Yeah. You know? We'll but, see. Uh, we'll, but yeah, we'll so see. Right, we talked about Exorcist, but we're here to talk about. Never we're here to talk about Never Hike Alone too. Now, did you watch it a Friday night? I did. I watched it Friday night, and um, when I had Vince on, he said, "Don't watch this movie on your phone. Watch it on a big 1080p." Oh, I did a 4K. My buddy's four thousand dollar TV we went over his house. Uh, I I, uh, I um, went over there to watch it on his fancy schmancy TV. We watched them um, Ghost Cut first because he wasn't familiar with it, so I went okay. to bring him up to speed. And um, I I followed um, Death Curse Society on the phone. They were watching it, doing a watch along, okay. but I had them turned down because I wanted to hear the movie. But every yeah. now and then I'd slip in with a comment, right. and like once or twice I was a little bit ahead of them. And I think I spoiled some shit. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get to watch it till Sunday night. Okay. Because no, you had a busy Friday the 13th weekend. Yeah, I, I had mean, a busy Friday the 13th weekend. At the weekend. diner and the, at, the, at the haunted house. Night, night of Terror. And then nice. The yeah, I was watching you. Yeah. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, we're already starting to talk about Friday the 13th, 2024 in September. Yeah, so, hell yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so... You know, I I did back this film. Um, I did enter, I see your name in the credits. <laughs> I, I, I did enter that raffle for like either the executive producer or um, the prop gun. The shotgun, yes. I didn't see them announce it. I did not see anywhere unless I missed it. I didn't um, see Vince said that the raffle took place. I don't remember him saying who won or anything like that. Okay, but I remember him mentioning something about the raffle. I believe it was on um, when he was on Death Curse Society. Oh, uh, okay. So, well, I know I didn't win the producer credit because I didn't see my name <laughs> credit. Yeah, no. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and then when he released that that Fox Paramount trailer like two nights before, did you see that? I uh I I watched it, but I was watching it at work and didn't really all the way pay attention gotcha. to it. But I I was thinking when I was watching um I think I was watching six. I was watching an old movie, mm-hmm. and you know the Paramount thing comes up. Yeah, I was like, he needs well, to do that with Womp Stop, and it'd be the best. And, and he did. He did. Yeah, I'm like that's that's ingenious right there. And let me tell you, watching Vince's movies, you mm-hmm. can tell he's a trained filmmaker. Oh God, okay? yes. I felt like, you know, with Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow, I'm watching a, I'm, I'm at the movie theater watching a studio film. Same thing I said. And you got these guys who, oh, anyone can be a director and get a camera. No. No. There's, a, there's, a, no, there's so much there's more to it. There's a couple of fan films where you could tell there's no education in filmmaking behind them. Mm-hmm. And the cinematography is horrible. They don't even, they say they color graded it, but it still looks like they just, you know, said, you know what? Let's do it Ed Wood style. Okay. <laughs> but from the opening with Tommy and the dream with little Tommy, like the kid was spot on. I know little Stevie or whatever he is. I see him on Instagram. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was, that was great. And I love how they intertwine never hike alone. Like 
it's kind of like scenes you didn't see, but it led up to those scenes you saw in the movie. Like mm-hmm. when Kyle saw Tommy arguing with uh, Rick, mm-hmm. you know, um, or the Axel and the other paramedic. And here's a, here's a funny story. So when Dave Brown and I were shooting um, seasons of the Huntsman, the, mm-hmm. uh, the cameraman, he he wanted to see he wanted to watch Never Hike Alone to kind of get a feel for what we wanted. And when it came to the paramedic scene, um what what sucked? Oh what's oh my bunny, don't say I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know. Yeah, I ignored that. <laughs> she's a Freddy that. fan now, so, so she's a Freddy <laughs> fan. Um the female paramedic, that was his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no, she's like what a small world. And I think she was also the stunt coordinator for the Never Hike Alone movie, too. Right on. So, um, cool. I loved how they brought Axel back and that whole storyline. And let me tell you, I felt like Ghost Jason was a beast in this film. Yes. Like more, more so than Never Hike Alone. Like the first one or the yeah. second one. Uh, when he – I loved, like, I guess it was a nod to the Friday 13th game when he just like leapt into the water. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I felt like that. Like that was a nod to the Friday Thirteenth game. But when he came out of the lake, yeah, that scene, that music. I because Vince had commented on one of my photos on Facebook from Blairstown, mm-hmm. and you know, I said, Vince, kudos to you. And you know, out of I mean, the, I love the entire movie, but my favorite scene was Jason coming out of the lake. That was great. Yeah, no, dude, it was it was just amazing. Now, see, I liked the first movie. I don't want to say it was I, I. I didn't like it. I I liked the concept better. How it was just something that's never been done. That like Saw, the first Saw movie. I love it because it's just never been done. It was so different. You know what I mean? And I think with Never Hike Alone one was the same way with um only one actor for almost the whole movie. And, and, and people shit on that. And no, that the, was great. I love it. Here's the thing that I think separates what, what's hard for a fan film. Unfortunately, today's generation, they want body counts and gore, you know? Oh, no. I, I mean, like, even even if they – I told them, like, even if they didn't kill the two paramedics at the end, I wouldn't have cared. I was satisfied. Like, even if no one died. You know, like imagine if no, they don't kill those two at the end, and that doesn't happen, and he just right. gets away somehow. You know, yeah. like I would have been fine with it. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. And so, you know, that's why a lot of people like like Dave's film. You know, it, it it's kind of like that thin line where a lot of people love it, and then the haters like, we want more body counts. There's only like three deaths, but. It, it's, it's only three guys in the movie. What do you it, want? And it was more than three because he told, no man died. He, well, yeah, that was the implied death. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, but it told a it told a, a story. You felt bad when each one of those guys died. Right. And Kyle was fighting Jason. Mm-hmm. I was on my I was on the edge of my seat. Right. Same thing like with Tommy and everything in this one. And like when Jason went into the um the sheriff's office, it was mm-hmm. kind of like it, reminiscence of like michael myers in part four like when he killed all the deputies you know right. you, didn't, you didn't see it and shout out i believe um vincent guastafari his son played the one deputy yep his son has autism if that's the one i'm thinking of okay yeah so it's yeah. cool you know because he made a he made a uh, um 
uh, uh, post on Facebook about it, you know. So I think that's his. I think that's the one with autism, and like he does, he's like you know that. Oh, that's cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think he's like. I'm not sure like how far he's on the spectrum, but mm -hmm. he did a great job, you know. And how cool is that to be on film with your dad? Um, fuck, man. Okay, here's the one thing though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ghost Jason puts two arrows in Tommy. I love that. I love yeah. that. But then the next scene. The arrows are gone. <laughs> like, I, didn't know, I, didn't <laughs> I was but, so wrapped up in the movie. I didn't really, you know, see all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I got to watch it again because I, like, when I watched the movie, I analyzed everything. Mm -hmm. But then I really just wanted to pay attention. Right. Um, but I want to go back and just see if I, if there was, like, an Easter egg that I, I skipped over. But I love that Kyle, I was hoping Kyle was going to finish his story as well. Mm -hmm. you know and i liked how the like the ending where like he just went in hiatus and you have like uh like the new guy like taking over for him like that was a little good nod. the hiker man 5000 yeah yeah <laughs> which you referenced in the first movie yeah that was a great little post credit i like that um but see i i think that um this is gonna sound weird but i think the first one was a better movie because of just how innovative it was mm -hmm. i mean but I liked the second one better. You know what I mean? I, again, I, I you know, because like whenever we grade movies on here, we grade them like uh, sometimes I'll throw out like my grade and how much I like the movie. But sometimes I'll know that it's a dog shit movie, you yeah. know, or, or yeah. you know, or I'll know that it's a good movie and it's real well done. But I just didn't like it. So usually I, so a lot of times I'll give it two different scores. But the first one, I think it was it was just so innovative and so different that I, that's why I, I say it's a better Everything movie. Everything about Never Hike Alone was different. You know, mm -hmm. like the look of Jason. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't like that. I love the look of Ghost Jason. I, I love it because I think it would have got hated on if you'd have thrown in a part six cosplay. You know, I mean, you had to make them your own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, like, and every 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 director has done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like uh, like Vince. Like I don't know how much Vince did in this one. As a, I mean, obviously in the first one it was all him. Yeah, um, and never hiking the snow. I think he he did like we'll say like eighty yeah. percent. Obviously, it was only twenty minute movie. This mm -hmm. you know hour and ten. I would like to know like what did Vince do? What did the other guy do? The one the, thing the other did, guy did a lot more in this one. Okay. I, mean, I I I forget. He did actually say how much he did, how much the other guy did. He um, said with this one, he needed to be behind behind the camera a lot more, so... Uh, yeah. That's why when, when um, in the credits, they're both credited. Yeah, I liked how they did that. That was really mm -hmm. cool. That they didn't like... They didn't do like a Steve Dash type thing. <laughs> um, Lorena of Faze uh, jumped in. She says, hello, I'm not actually here because I'm still logged in at work right now. I appreciate it. Yeah, my phone died. Right we're, um, we're doing a little uh, review of um, Never Hike Alone 2 and earlier we had a uh, um, the owner of Chippewa Fall, Chippewa Lake Slaughterhouse. I fucked up the name of this place so many times on, but right on. Yeah, my phone died, so I can't read the comments along. But the only thing I, I if I just had a critique, I didn't mm -hmm. like how Rick Cologne was. He wasn't that egotistical, smart ass he was in Jason Lives. But don't you think he would have matured over, I mean, for 30 years later? Yeah, I guess, but you know, I did. I did like that he had the. You know, I mean, the events of part six would put that ego in check, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, we didn't get to see much of him in Never Hiking the Snow, mm. um, and it, you know, him hiding 
the fact that the kid got killed kind of made him like a villain per se, you know? Yeah. But Back he, in that, he was, um, he was worried that if he started talking about it, like kind of on the Freddy versus Jason thing, yeah. if you talk about it, then this is going to grow and grow and grow. And he was fairly certain that it was Tommy all along. So yeah. yeah. Um, was just, you know, I was watching an Instagram live the other night and between two cosplayers mm-hmm. and the one guy is like, well, for all that money, they should have put CGI in there. Who wants CGI anyway? And I'm sorry. It was a, a they raised about three hundred thousand dollars. If they use CGI, there's a good chunk of your money. Right. You know? Nobody wants CGI. No, no. They actually, did, they did have some CGI in that movie, according to somebody that was talking about it. Don't remember oh. who somebody is. Okay. But, um, yeah, I heard that they did use some CGI, but of course, like you said, the, the cost of it very limited. I'll have to go back and see if I can pick it out. Like I liked uh, they had Douglas Tate as the one deputy, and he met a demise. Um, and it goes Jason carrying his head. <laughs> <laughs> nice little nod. And then um, um, James Sweet, the director of uh, Jason Rising, played the other deputy. Oh, no, 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 no. no. We, we definitely agree with you, Lorena. Lorena says, yeah, I'll throw it on here for you. She says, disagree. I'll take practical over CGI every time, but I'm an old grump. No, we as well would take practical over yeah. CGI. But <laughs> I hate like when they're shooting guns. You lost that Easter. <laughs> I hate well, I when they shoot, is, but... I hate when they shoot guns and the the they don't use like the um what are they called like the the splat things you know the the packs and it's CGI and it just looks so bad. Um, but yeah, I'm all for practical effects. You know, like like that's why I like the new Star Wars stuff because they do more practical effects when they can. You know? Yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's so. It never, it hardly ever works with CGI. Like you could spot it a mile away. Like in The Exorcist, when um, she starts to bleed, mm-hmm. and you see, you knew that was fake. You knew it was yeah. CGI, and it looked horrible. Yeah. So we how had, hard would it have been to make real blood there? Yeah. So we had uh, James Sweet as the uh, the other deputy. He was the director of Jason Rising. Another great fan. Yeah. Now, I, I had many problems with that. So if I'm rating it as like. Like 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 a, a film, mm-hmm. I rated it lower because I didn't like. There's just a lot of things I didn't like. I don't want to. There get was into some, it. yeah. There was some cheese but I moments. Loved, I love watching the movie, and I had a great good, time it's, watching it's it. It's a good follow up to part part four. If you wanted to say like nothing ever happened after part four, you mm-hmm. know, that's a good one. Now, if in my fanboy world, what I would have loved to have is like a cameo at the end by uh, Jessica Cook. To come come back as Megan, of course, yeah, but <laughs> that's <yeah>. impossible. <laughs> I just loved how they tied up the story. It was a great story to end Tommy's character in the fan film world. Mm-hmm. And would you have um, would you have preferred Tommy to not make it them to kill each other? No, you know, I want I I probably would have been upset if they killed Tommy because he's been through so much, right. you know. And I just would have felt like if he was like say fight to the death. I would have been upset because he lost his mom. There's no mention of his sister, you know. Um, but yeah, his dog I, I, ran away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gordon got out of Dodge. Yeah, Gordon, poor Gordon. Uh, so yeah, and you know, and it's sad because, you know, hopefully we'll get a feature film in the upcoming years. Uh, and Vince is pretty much, I would say, probably done with this story. Yeah. 
I mean, the guys, I mean, the amount of work he puts into that. That's the thing. It's team. he does so much work and can't make any money off of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy deserves to be like I always said, as soon as I saw Never Hike Alone, he needs to help with a feature film or be a director Absolutely. or a writer or something, you know, or just to be there on set to say, no, this wouldn't work this way. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. So now, with Vince closing this chapter, it's going to unfortunately leave a door open for all these new fan films to come out. Like there's this one coming out. Now the, I've seen the mold of the mask. It looks cool. You talking about the neon fear? Yes. I, I all they did was type Jason uh, AI futuristic. JB13 is the one guy. <laughs> and there's this other guy. Okay, so there's another fan film coming out, and they're going to do Savini Jason. Mm-hmm. And um, supposedly there's going to be two other horror characters in it, like a battle royal at Camp Crystal Lake. It was like just announced. But... I want to see this Neon Jason because they raised a lot of money and put out a very lackluster B-footage trailer. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll watch it, but I, I I, really thought it was a total scam. I didn't even think any movie was coming. So to did I because they raised – Because those pictures, I've seen them before they posted them from somebody else. Yeah, they were, all AI, they were all AI photos. Yeah, they yeah. are. Somebody posted, I think Dave Brown posted that like a year before they even put it up. Like, look at yeah. these cool AI photos of these, you know, in the future, Jason, you know, whatever. And so I knew I'd seen them before. And um, I was like, if they're just stealing other people's and AI is, you know, you didn't even do it anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I see that they made the mold of the one mask. Um, it looks pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. But to me. But it's one of the masks and they're talking about doing 50. You know, like, and that's a lot of money, right? A lot of money, and you're gonna have to have at least another. You're you're gonna have to have the hero and then a stunt, Mm -hmm. because if you're making that movie on one hawk alone and that breaks during production, forget about it. Yep, yeah, Yeah. but yeah, everything. The one good thing I was happy about Never Hike Alone too, he didn't have the the footsteps. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only thing I didn't like about Never Hike Alone was the boom, boom. And when I was wearing the costume on Friday, because of the hood, mm-hmm. it, I, it kind of like snugged on my ears. So when I was walking, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of great feedback with that costume. A lot of people did never heard him like a, never heck alone. So it was my time to you know uh, talk about Vince's movie and spread the word. And oh, you 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 looked great, man! Like I I was um, when I had him on, I had some pictures of you, and then I had some pictures of him in the costume, and I you know I couldn't tell the difference. At all. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's a big. I mean, compliment. You looked really good. Yeah, someone even commented that looks better than the the fan film. Like no, no. Was that um was that hood? Is that. that- is that, that a hood made from for Ghost Jason? Or it is. Okay. I got it from Corey Kaufman. It's from I forget the name of the studio. He's from Brazil. He actually made Dave's Part Two unmasked one. Do you remember that from? Blade yeah, Blade? I almost bought yeah. it. He, he was trying yeah. to sell it, and I just yeah. we couldn't afford so it at the it time. It fits really good, and you know what I like about it? It gives me that motion. Like if you saw the video Jared <laughs> made of him interviewing me with the NES Jason, yeah, I like how it's form fitting. Because I have that motion, right? I don't. I don't have that. 
um, motion in all my hawk or my hoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love that I can, you know, get that full rotation. Right. Like the 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 the, the part seven I got from uh, from 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 Jim Ingram. Mm-hmm. That one's like real tight and form fitting. But the one I got from uh, from um, new new kind of fear, it's bigger and like I'm. Yeah, it's, Which one did you get from New Kind of Fear? Which one? The, the paramedic, the Roy. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, Roy one. Is that the one where it has his face too? No, or I didn't get that because oh, I wanted to okay. wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, it's a lot easier to wear when, when you can see stuff. Because when I'm in this um this part seven, I have really no vision and no. <laughs> we gotta cut the eyes out a little bit. That's what I did. I know yeah. that's what I was thinking, but it's like I like the way it looks so much, and I don't want right. to mess it up. So I, I'll just suffer. Cause I think I'm only I'm gonna wear it on Halloween, and then that, that, yeah. that'll probably just stay over there on the on the wall. There you go. But um, I'm gonna get another one from him with the face cut out. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get a lot of stuff from that guy. <laughs> he does great work. Yeah, he. I got my Jason goes to hell. It's all done. You got your Jason goes to hell. So did freaking Kane Hodder. Yeah. How about how that? cool is that? Is that? The guy, the guy making your costumes make Kane Hodder's. You know, I did help facilitate that in a small, very small way, and you know, Jim is forever grateful. But I'm like, dude, I just gave you the contact information for right. the rest. Yeah, you did. But right. um, but uh, um, my buddy they, says NES Jason is awesome. Yes, thank you. Yeah, one of those too. You know, unfortunately, you know, I wore that at um. Night of Terror, and that was going to be my my final costume. Mm-hmm. But because the midway they have like the overhead lights, I couldn't show off the glow effect. Oh. Saw me behind the scenes, yes, because it's like total pitch black. Mm-hmm. But it was it was too bright, unfortunately, and I had to charge him for like three hours too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get a lot of great compliments with that part, that NES one. And again, the you know even though. Part eight's not my favorite movie. That costume, I think, fits me the best because I get the all the because there's no latex to hinder my motions, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jim finished my Jason Goes to Hell. It was a, it was a while for him to do it because he had other orders and I wasn't in a rush. I went, I put everything on. The damn hood is way too big for my head. Way Which too is crazy, big. yeah. Because I put the hawk on and went bloop. So I sent it back to him, and he put more latex on it. Oh, cool! The the it was a lot thicker, but still a little bit bigger. So he said, "You know what? Do a raffle with it, and I'll get you a new mold." So, you know, that'll be one. And then he's starting a new prototype costume for me next week. Sweet. So we're not announcing it until. I debut it. There he was go. like, he's like, I want to, we're going to do it next week. I'm like, dude, you don't have to start now. You know, take your <laughs> that, time. He's, but he's do, all, do you know what that coffin stuff. dummy he was raffling went for? Someone bought it before he even raffled it. They, yeah, they, I know he said, but, do but you, I don't you know. know. No, it looked good too. He looks so cool, man. Yeah. I, I was definitely, I was definitely, I'm um, thinking about getting in on that, but I, I, I fell asleep before he went on anyway. Right. Yeah. Cause, Cause I work like nine days a week and, Hundred hours a day and yeah. life sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm um I'm I'm sad that the Never Hike Alone series is closed. I'm hoping that um we get that animated uh oh uh, the um Ghost in the Fog, right? Yeah, yeah, because he did, it he he did said a, a, that it's not it. well he, i think he said it's not gonna be what he wanted it to be, and there's yeah. just things and but yeah, it looks I I'm sad as well. Um 
I would love to see him. I'd like to see him do anything, like mm-hmm. any movie, period. I mean, the guy is so super talented. His um, studio is great. Like, because when I had him on, I wanted to do as much research as I can. So I went through every Womp Stomp video. I watched all of them. Did you watch uh, The Spirit of Haddonfield? No, I wasn't on uh, there. I wasn't on there? I didn't see okay. it. Yeah, type in Spirit of Haddonfield. I'll, I'll check that out. That's the Halloween like a, thing you did? Yeah, it's like 20 minutes. And it's pretty good. Yeah, I remember him talking about it now that you say it, but it, no, it wasn't on there. And I have the I have the original Ghost Jason Hawk. Oh, right uh, on. Yeah, it was a prototype. So when he made a, a when he first came up with the vision of Ghost Jason, mm-hmm. he just took a NECA Hawk and just you know weathered it up a little bit more. Part three, mm. um, and I think you can find it on his channel. He made a Universal Monster type trailer, and it was. Jason versus the Wolfman. And I went through all the videos in his really? channel. Okay. I'll, have to, I'll see if I can dig it up for you. Yeah, I'll check it out. But he was unloading some stuff, and uh, he's part of a, a group chat I am on Instagram. And he, every once in a while, he'll chime in because it's a bunch of different cosplayers, younger cosplayers. Um, one of them actually worked on the movie with him, Kaiden Ritchie. He mm-hmm. helped out with the special effects, but. He Vince, he may not get right back, but you know, he he will give people advice like if they're putting together a ghost face costume or, or yeah, ghost face, ghost Jason. Um, but he was unloading this this hawk and he's like, I'm looking to get rid of it if anyone's interested. And um, I sent him a message and I said, How much do you want for it? And he said, How much do you how much would you give me? I said, oh, it's probably worth this amount. He's like, That's what I was gonna sell for. And there you go. There you go. And he, he so, wrote he wrote in there like uh, SJJ, please take care of my babies. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's a good end. Yeah. But um, I noticed um, on the one I bought, uh, the one on eBay, that it said Horror FX Design. Oh, that's who made my hawk. There, you need anything from them? Yeah, go to them. I mean, his. Oh, and I'm going to. I seen that they do a they they do an awesome um, NES Jason. I, I want to get NES Jason like without the chevrons, though. The more like it wasn't an actual game. Well, if you want an NES one, um, I don't I don't know how much the price was, but my friend Tony McDonald, mm-hmm. he's he's made at least four of my hawks. Yeah, and um, if you're looking if you're looking to go just a little bit cheaper, I can give yeah. you his contact information. Right, uh, we'll, we'll do that uh, later. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, they. They also had that um that the NES axe. That's where I got my NES axe from. Okay, yep. you got yeah. Yep. Basically, it's the part eight axe, but he just colored it. You know, the NES yeah, color. Still awesome. Um, Better than I can do. Yeah, I've gotten um the Never Hike Alone axe from them. They made uh, you remember my hybrid six seven? Yeah. They did the belt, the sheath, mm-hmm. machete, and the dart pouch. Cool. So yeah. But did they 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 had a credit in the movie? They did, um, and I yeah. was wondering, did they make his mask? They yes. Um, okay, it was a combination of I think more so for Never Hike and Never Hike Alone Two. Yeah, but Topher made a bunch of the ghosts for Never Hike in the Snow. Okay, but, cool. But yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, stuff from both of those guys. That's and good they're stuff. just like they're just like Ingram. You reach out yeah. to Jeremy, and he gets back to you. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're not waiting like two days. So right. Jeremy is really he's he's a really good dude, and uh, 
he started making a lot more props for like part three. Like he's like, yeah, I'm making a spear gun for part three. I'm like, well, I have a spear gun, but I need the spear. He's right. like, oh, I can make that one for you too. He does like the um, fire poker with the burnt, you know, the, the mm -hmm. orange end. He does the part six post. I mean, the stuff. Yeah, that I've seen does, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's great really work. Good. Yeah. Great work. So, all right. So back to Never Hike Alone too. What would you grade that? Like a letter uh, grade? An A. It's an A? <laughs> yeah. So I if you had to mix that into the rankings of the and you know, in my opinion, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a B plus. I'm not gonna give it an A. Okay. But it's still amazing. I've seen it more than once already. I'm gonna see it. If I had more. to rank it out of the three, it'd be two. Oh, I, I, I was yeah. gonna ask, I was gonna ask where would you fit it into like the the, the actual movies? Uh well see that's a, that's a tricky thing because even though it's a fan film. I think it's good enough to be talked about. Oh, well, absolutely, absolutely. But then when you when you when you when you start talking like that, you get some of the people like, oh, you know, um, ooh, that's tough because you know, I mean, my top four are one through four in that mm -hmm. order. Yeah, so, in that order. Okay. Yeah. So I would say after my top four, it'd probably be. Five, like the Never Hike Alone series, will come right after. Cool, that. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's up there for me too. I I have it. Um, one one through seven are my favorites, but not in that order. Right, <laughs> it just take too much to get into it. Yeah, but um, I would have it. I, I think right after seven, that's where I'd put it. After seven, not before seven. I like seven. Seven is my seventh favorite. Okay. So this would be my eighth favorite. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Now, in the, just the Never Hike Alone universe, I would do Never Hike Alone, part two, and then Snow in that order. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. Snow was just a little snippet. Yeah, was, yeah. What would be really enough. cool if they could do, and it would probably be hard to do, but the definitive edit. You know how, like, All three. there's that godfather edit of part one and there's a godfather edit that i've seen on tv once yeah i can't find it anywhere it's called godfather the complete epic yeah and it shows hyman roth as a kid did you really? ever see that one yes no. oh, yes wow. i found this it was on thanksgiving one year oh, wow. never found it since can't find it anywhere and it's the best version of that movie hmm they no, not hyman into... roth as a kid you're talking about davido corleone as a kid no, I'm talking about Hyman Roth as a kid. Really? When, he, when he first starts working for Vito. Uh, yeah, it's it's him him um which one of the kids was Abe Vigoda's character, I think. Okay. Or no, it wasn't his character, it was the other guy, the take the gun, leave the cannoli. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, him. Yeah. It might have been all three of them. Okay. But then Hyman Roth was there too, and the key they, they, that's when they first he first started working for him. But they took one and mixed it with two. It, it was just amazing. Hmm. Interesting. But find it. If you can find it, let me know. I'll buy it. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, it came um, on it came on Thanksgiving one year. Never heard of it again. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> but I know it was called Godfather the Complete Epic, is the way it was All right. worded. All right. I'll look I'll do some <laughs> research and see it. if I can find that. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. So I mean that's our pseudo review. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Uh but yeah, shout out to Vince and the crew and you know, um, it's just a sad day in the fan film world because I don't know what we're going to get next. <laughs> Marina says she might be able to get that Godfather and she'll PM you if she does. And if she does, I'll PM you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I like I, I like some of these fan films. I like Jason Rising. Like I said, great popcorn movie. It was great from start to finish. Like you can nitpick some shit, but effects were great. I love the way they brought Pamela back. In my opinion, I mean, this has to exist in an alternate universe because Alice is dead. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about it. Her corpse is in part two. It's over. So if you if you bend reality and, you know, she lived for an alternate universe, then it's okay. Well, they um, do it in Marvel and DC. Why not? Right. So why not? Yeah. I, I love I love Dave's movie because it's 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 got the feel of part one and two, and it's got like mm-hmm. that old school kind of thing going mm-hmm. on and really cool that way. And like this one is just amazing. And I, I'm, I, I love it. And I will definitely watch it a bazillion more times. And yeah, I can't wait to like 2024 when they start putting out the Blu-rays, you know, cause I'm, yeah. not, I'm getting two Blu-rays. I'm getting the, cause I, I did so many different, Mm-hmm. I'm getting the original one, then I'm getting the Tommy Jason Duel one. Well, you gotta have that. Yeah, and then I got a couple posters coming my way. So right, I'm gonna get on there and order um a Blu-ray and a T-shirt eventually, and you know helps help support him. And I mm-hmm. encourage all of you guys to do that too. He's got the Indiegogo up there for the for the rest of the duration of this year. So go on there and um um J- JP Cross from A Killer's Confession who was on here. I got him to watch that. Nice. And he he's gonna order um some stuff from him too. Nice. Um, Get, get get some stuff for him. But um, we're going to wrap this up because it's been an hour and 15 minutes between both of you. I, thank you so much for coming on to Pinch Hit for Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just figured, you know, because I as soon as um Vaughn said he could only do like 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, well, that ain't going to be enough. And right. Ryan ain't going to be around for this. And I'm not going to sit here and talk to myself for a half hour. I, I don't think <laughs> I'm good enough to do that yet. <laughs> I was gonna give it a go if I couldn't get a hold of you. Like I was gonna right. da, 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 stuttering and shit. <laughs> so good thing I didn't have to do that. But I want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for having thank me. everybody in the comments and watch us, like and share the page. Go check out Vaughn shit. Um Chippewa Lake Slaughterhouse, Nightmare Cleveland, Great Haunted Houses. We did reviews for them. A haunted Halloween Haunts 365. Check them out. Horror Shed, check them out. And, uh, yeah, so um, we'll see you next week. I have no idea what we're doing, but we'll be on here doing some shit. But thanks again, Brian, man. I'll talk to you later, all right? All right, take care. Have a good day. You too, bye.